0: there. I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies, what's going on? hope the commute to work or classes isn't too bad today, whether you're on a bus, the subway, or a bike. But full confession, selfishly, I'm hoping that you're going to be commuting long enough that you get to take in this full episode because my guest today is that good. And she's going to help Java junkies better understand how to get a job in the movie business, as well as how to break into marketing. So I hope you have access to a magnificent mocha latte or something else caffeinated, because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. Becky DeAnna definitely has one of those jobs and careers that so many of us wish we had. She's the Executive Director of International Marketing Partnerships at Sony Pictures Entertainment. How cool is that? Becky, welcome to Time for Coffee. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I actually had a uh, vanilla latte with two shots this morning. So yes, I am. Nice.
0: Great. Well, we are ready then to jump into the time for coffee espresso shots. And the first question, as always, is about the entry level jobs available to young people who, in this case, want to break into the movie business Mm -hmm. or marketing
1: yeah the best entry level jobs i mean really the only entry level jobs in the in the marketing space or if you want to get into several areas of uh the movie business and that is production or publicity or really any other areas is is you have to kind of you have to start as the assistant an assistant level and you can land an assistant job right out of college and it doesn't really matter what your a major is in college, but you essentially have to just be a go-getter and smart and creative. What most people don't want to hear is being an assistant is essentially being a secretary for an executive in the movie business. And that's the, really the only way in. <laughs> that's just how everybody in the movie business starts. That's how I started. That's how everybody I know started. You have to get on some an executive's desk and you essentially work on their schedule. You have to handle their appointments, answer their calls. It's being a secretary essentially, but it's called an assistant. And and uh, You have to do that for one or two years, sometimes longer, and that's how you move up. And eventually, you get the coordinator role. Or if you're in the creative business and you want to get into reading scripts and, and being the movie production side, you get to be a creative executive. So there's different levels up, but unfortunately, some people don't want to hear that when you have a four year college education that that's that's your way in. But that is your way in. That's kind of the only way in. And there's also if you're working at an agency, it used to be you had if you want to go to a creative artist agency or William Morris agency. The other entry level is working in the mailroom, which, again, is interesting for people, Harvard graduates that go in and have to start at the mailroom. The reason why it's so hard to get into the movie business and why you do have to start off as an assistant or a secretary, again, they don't call them secretaries, but that's what it is, is because so many people want to get into the movie business. And this is this is a way of paying your dues to get in. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, it was sounding almost like trite to say working in the mailroom. I didn't realize that that was still the case. So that's good to know.
1: Yeah, it depends. I mean, mailroom isn't usually the case of the studio world. But if you want to be an agent, like a, a movie agent, or a TV agent, or work in the agency world, and like I said, that's William Morris Creative Artist Agency, sometimes the way in is the mailroom, or you can get on the desk of an agent. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you go from the mailroom to that. So it's, it's still kind of the case.
0: Becky, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the people that you hire at Sony Pictures Entertainment.
1: So... Michael Eisner is my hero, (laughs) and he's been my hero since I was 15 years old. And he's got an amazing quote that I've always sort of followed. And I I think it's a perfect thing that I follow when I'm looking for interns or anyone that we hire. And that is that he's far less drawn to people with the perfect credentials for a given job than to those with strong underlying skills like creativity, passion, and common sense. And he says, with those skills and the right training and support, you can be successful at whatever you do. And I've always thought that that's an amazing quote because essentially, Essentially, when I'm interviewing for interns or looking for somebody that's a manager or coordinator or whatever, you are obviously looking, it depends on what level they're at. If they're at a higher level, you're obviously looking for them to have the skills and have had experience in that field. But if you're looking for entry level person, you just want someone that you want to be around, someone who is creativity and passionate and can get the job done. But they don't have to be, they don't even have to have majored in marketing. You just want to look for somebody that is pleasant to be around and you can just tell they're intelligent. And when you hire someone, you're obviously, It's a matter of faith in your own instincts when you hire someone. So usually just rely on that.
0: Becky, you've already said that it doesn't matter if you've majored in marketing or whatever the particular aspect of the film industry is. Mm -hmm. Do you think there are some majors that are better than others to have in terms of the kind of skill sets that you would be honing?
1: It depends. I mean, I think if you're going into the marketing world and you want to get into finance, then it's probably great that you majored in finance. But in marketing, or if you're just getting it, if you want to get to the movie business, like I said, you ultimately want to be a movie studio executive and a production executive and read scripts and green light movies and things like that. It doesn't really matter what major you take. You just essentially need a four-year degree. I think what is a great major to have is if you're a major in literature, I think having a good understanding of writing and of literature is always great. If you're want to get into production side. But I think in business, I think that as long as you are, like I said, you have common sense and passion and creativity, any sort of major is fine. But I actually knew what I wanted to do since I was 15. So I majored in marketing. I think it helped me because understanding marketing is amazing. But I don't definitely I don't think that my marketing degree helped me land a job.
0: Okay, what about life experiences? What have you seen are the more useful life experiences for somebody who's starting out in this field?
1: I definitely think if you can intern at a movie studio or a similar like a marketing agency, if this, if you want to get into marketing, I think in college, that's the way to go. I interned the summer after my sophomore year and the summer after my junior year. I'm interned at a literary company the summer after my sophomore year. And then after junior year, I interviewed at a production company. And those were huge for me. Just getting internships in the movie business were super helpful. I think also just to get the connections. Because if you do really well that summer, or even if you get a fall or a winter internship, if you work with a movie studio executive and they think that you're doing a great job, Once you work with someone, then you have that person in your corner and they're willing to make phone calls for you when you graduate to the people they know in the business, depending on what you want to do to see if they can get you into an interview for
0: an assistant job. Do you remember how you got those internships? Yeah, I got the
1: internships, uh, both of them through the UTA job list, which still exists. Actually, it used to be really our kit because I was like 20 years ago when I did this. It used to be this United Talent Agency put out this list of jobs and it's just like a string of 20 internships and assistant jobs. You had to know someone that got it and then you would just be like a ton of jobs and you would just apply to like a ton of them. But now it's actually I think it's on a website. I think it's a UTA job list or you just Google UTA job list. It's great because now you can just Google it and look and it gets updated every week. And that's how I I got internships because there's just a ton of movie studio type, opportunities on there. But I think if you're looking for something specific, there's also every movie studio has internships as well that are more formal and usually get paid for those. And those are amazing. Our Sony Pictures internships are amazing, too. There's a much more formal process to apply for those. But that's also a great way to go onto the movie studio website and apply for internships or jobs on that. But the UTA one is an easy one, too, because there's just a ton of opportunities
0: on there. And I just apply to anything that sounded interesting. Great. I just Googled it while you were talking and you're absolutely right? It is UTA jobless. So that's a wonderful resource to be aware of. This is going to be a tough question for you. Becky, what is the best part for you of being in the movie business? I think
1: the best part is I've been in love with movies since I was 14. So I've always loved marketing and business, but to be able to market movies, it's amazing. Because I think I always knew that I didn't want to make movies. I wanted to be a part of movies in some way or shape or form. And when I was in college, I realized Brett Dicker, who is uh, the head of partnerships at Disney at that time when I was in college, came to speak and he talked about partnerships, which is what I do. And that's when I realized, oh my god, this is exactly was exactly what I'm looking for. And that and it ended up being what I ended up doing. And I ended up meeting with him after he talked and I got his business card. This is what I. Pursued, but it's just amazing to be a part of film, and I think in marketing because I think if you market any other product, like if you're marketing an automobile or you're marketing toilet paper, the thing with that is every year when you think about what's new and different about a product, you're like, okay, this car, what's different about this car? The car is safer because of airbags, or the toilet paper is 20% softer now. So it's like you have to figure out how to market that. With movies, it's like launching a brand new business with each film, and that's what's amazing about them is every movie is different so it's not like you're having to figure out something different with the same product every year you have five to ten movies a year and they're all so very different it just makes you so creative and it's also just amazing marketing film when you're a movie fan
0: and what about the flip side for you what is the part of your current job as the executive director of international marketing partnerships that kind of sucks the most
1: Uh, I think the thing that's a bummer is sometimes it's you have to do a lot of research to convince a partner to sign on. They need to know how well, like if you're doing a franchise, they need to know kind of who saw the movie last time and what are the statistics for that. And, and it gets really into the nitty gritty of getting stats. And I'm an international. So they want to know how well the film did in Italy or Germany. And it's interesting once you get all that information and compile it together. But doing that for certain partners sometimes takes an inordinate amount of time, but it's also just really kind of grueling work. And so sometimes it's doing the process of getting all the stats and and you're not really being super creative. That's a part of my job that I don't enjoy very much.
0: But it's like you're back in school.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, Oh, my gosh, I have to do all this research. And and it's great. And sometimes you don't have the information. So that's hard. But it's just a lot. And it's it's not every day. It's once in a while. But it's always kind of grueling. I think if you're really into statistics and numbers, it's really exciting for some people. That's not a part of my job that
0: I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Becky, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten?
1: Oh, the best career advice, it wasn't a personally to me. When I was at USC, that's where I went to school, I attended a discussion where Bran Farron, who was an imagineer at Disney, came and just talked about what his job was. I always like to hear what people just like your podcast, people talk about their jobs and what they learned about their jobs. But one of the things he said in his discussion was something that I always remembered and I think is the best advice that I've ever heard. Like I said, it wasn't personally given to me, but his advice was the key to success is passion. And he said to be willing to throw yourself on the tracks for something and just really work hard because you love it. And that just makes it all worth it. And I've always thought that's the truth. Like I think that when you pursue a career, just try to pursue something that you're passionate about. Because if you're passionate about it, you're going to do incredibly well. And it doesn't really seem like a lot of work because you're just enjoying it so much. And it's I know it's difficult for a lot of people. Some people don't pursue a career that they're passionate about. But I think if you have the opportunity to, you should because it just makes going to work every day just so much more exciting. And again, when you're killing yourself for a project, it just makes it easier because
0: you're actually enjoying what you're doing. I think there was somebody who said, you may know who it was, that if you're doing something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, I'm not sure, but I have heard that. That's great. So my next espresso shot is one that is really tailor-made for you, Becky. What movie, if any, or fiction books accurately depict your profession? Oh, my gosh! I actually <laughs> I think
1: they're also dark, but they're pretty great. Like the player isn't a great book. And I actually am in a book club where actually Elliot's in my book club. Your Elliot cousin, is our
0: mutual friend, our yes. new cousin through marriage.
1: Yes, I have a book club, a movie studio book club. So we're off in the movie business. We only read books about movies. But that book is amazing. And it's also an amazing Robert Altman movie. But I think that that movie really accurately depicts the movie business. It's pretty dark, but it's pretty accurate. And then... Let's see. I mean, there's some books that I think are great that are actually not fiction books. Like, oh, Swimming with Sharks is another fiction movie that's really dark too, but I think that kind of accurately describes what it's like to be an assistant in Hollywood. But there's, there's two books that I wanted to recommend that are not fiction, but they're just incredibly great resources. And one in particular is called It's All Your Fault, How to Make It as a Hollywood Assistant. And it's by Bill Robinson and Sarah Dan Morrison. I think that book I read after about 10 years into the movie business, it accurately describes what it's like to be an assistant. And you kind of have to read it and realize, is this really what you want to be doing? But it's a wonderful book. And another book that was sort of my Bible when I was getting into the movie business was a book by Linda Obst, who's a producer called Hello, He Lied, and Other Truths About the Hollywood Trenches. Again, all these books sort of sound dark and ominous, but it's hard to get in the movie business. They're, They're great little manuals to help you decide if this is really what you want to do, but it's definitely worth it, I think.
0: Did you ever watch Entourage?
1: I didn't religiously watch Entourage. I've only seen a handful of episodes, but I have heard that it's fairly accurate.
0: Okay. A lot of my friends in the movie business thought it was accurate. Okay. I loved it. It's totally entertaining. And if it's accurate or somewhat accurate, it may be worth watching. So last espresso shot, Becky, what would people be surprised to learn about your profession here in the movie business?
1: I think the thing that is most surprising, and I think it consistently surprises me, is that you're not surrounded by people who are like obsessed with film. Maybe it depends that if you're in the production side or the marketing side, definitely the business side, which is the side I'm in. I'm not really surrounded and I haven't been my whole life. There are people that like movies, but there's not really a lot of people around me who are just really into film that like see a ton of movies that want to further their film education. So sometimes that's surprising, especially when you're in a meeting and we're all in the movie business and talking about film, you think everybody would be like really just have an amazing foundation for film knowledge. And that's actually not the case. So I'm consistently surprised by that. And it is nice, though, like the head of the studio at Sony Pictures right now, Tom Rothman, he's a total cinephile. And it's just a real pleasure to be in meetings with him. He knows such a tremendous amount about film. Again, it's not required that you be a cinephile to get into the movie business, but it's also nice to be around people who really love film. And I'm always consistently surprised by being around people who aren't (laughs) like obsessed with movies because
0: I am. You know what? I picked that up. (laughs) You are for sure. I love it. Becky, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee with me and the Java Junkie community today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Hi, you're welcome. So much fun. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.